0: joining the show as he is in the parking lot fighting Will Smith. Stay with us. It is Studio C, Senor, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Tormation Complex. This morning, under the tutelage of Honorary General Manager Vladimir Zelensky and the Brave Ukrainian people, also Will Smith and Chris Rock, there could be a number of others, too. A lot of interesting stuff going on in the world. Michael, play the door open.
1: Sorry, know. I had to slap Alex. He had said something about my wife. <laughs> then I went down and I need Hanson because he badmouthed yes. my dog. Then I hit Michael upside the head with my iPhone because something he said about my car. Dang it. So I had to make the rounds. I didn't realize that was a thing now. so Oh, heck yeah, it is. Are oh, man, kidding? there's a whole bunch of people. I got a slap, kick, punch. <laughs> I already got tennis elbow from all the slappings I've dished out so far today. <laughs> It's the new you. thing, man. Now that you, now that it's cool to slap people. Yeah, yeah, I got a list. <laughs> I may need to switch my left hand for a while. Mm. So I assume everybody's heard that story that's listening, would you assume? Well, I don't know. Perhaps. Uh, a lot of I know a lot of the folks in the audience have zero interest in the Oscars. Put me, yeah, put me on me that list. Put me on that list. I didn't watch a single second except for the video of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. But... uh I didn't watch a second. I knew it was on, too. I just wasn't going to watch. I flipped it on, thinking, all right, I'll watch a little bit. 90 seconds
0: later, it was off. I It, it just was so sickening and smug and off-putting and and contemptuous of anybody who doesn't believe what Hollywood believes. I'm
1: out! Yeah, I um, flipped on the television, and it happened to be on that channel. So before I could dive for the button to turn it off, there was some sort of... Joke about Florida or something like that. Whatever. Yeah, The 8 million people who watched the thing last night, which is a very low-rated show. We'll, we'll, I'm sure they enjoyed it. But uh, anyway, how do we feel about um, Will Smith slapping Chris
0: Rock? Well, I have a shocking, shocking stance on the okay. topic. Are we, are we going to go deep now? You want to go deep? You want to start this? Can you want to start give, this with me? Can
1: you give a, uh, <laughs> a truncated version? Or is it... A, yeah, I totally get why he slapped him. I totally well, get it. Yeah, I do, too. But I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of things we would get why somebody would punch or slap someone, on but we don't always do it. I would, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, would, I would guess that somebody making fun of your wife, if Will Smith, probably moments after he did it, but certainly today, would say, you know, I should have said what I said from the front row. Hmm, would have accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish without the physical violence and looking like I lost my temper.
0: All right. Well, hold on now. We're backpedaling from it's okay to slap people. I got to write some notes of apology then. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I totally get what you're saying. They have bad blood. I I read the Hollywood Reporter version of the story. Oh, I am so well informed. (laughs) Bad blood, because Chris Rock had made an unkind joke about Jada Pinkett Smith at the Oscars like five, six years ago, right? Right. Of course, I don't remember anything anybody said five, six days ago, so I'm not good at grudges. But, uh, so there's already a little bad blood. And then Chris Rock makes a joke about her expense uh, at her expense, rather, for having no hair. And she has a condition which causes hair loss. And so she just decided to go ahead and shave her head. So kind of mockery of his wife who has a condition.
1: uh, uh, There's no excuse for violence. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll play the full audio for it for you because luckily in Australia it aired without bleeps. Did you know that in Australia the Oscars aired without bleeps, and people captured that and it went around the world. Yes, Michael, you have commentary. I think it's fake. You, I you it still was, think it was? fake? I thought it was fake. Just you still, still think it was fake? I think they actually. I mean, I think he actually got up, slapped him, and, you know, did
0: the whole bit. But years ago, it did this on David Letterman, mm. where Andy Kaufman had a wrestler
1: come out and just slapped the hell out of him. <laughs> right. And uh, wow. everybody at the time was horrified and thought this was just the worst, you know. And of course, it turned out it was set up. Wouldn't uh, if because the got- Oscars
0: are so lowly rated now that they, they needed are. something, and we're talking about them. If and you- one of the greatest movie stars on earth said, "Sure, I'll come off as a lunatic, scream obscenities from the uh, from the front row, and then weep
1: as I apologize <laughs> five minutes later." They're you actors. think that was a
0: bit? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right.
1: All right. You're right about one thing. People are talking about people that normally wouldn't have mentioned the Oscars are talking about the Oscars. So there's no doubt about that. Well, I'm mentioning it because it was a complete S show. (laughs) Very least, real or fake, they got to do it every year now if they want me to tune in. Yep, Next year's host, Chris Rock. (sighs) Yeah. You need Meryl Streep walking on stage, slapping the crap out of, you know, whoever who's up up there at the time. Uh, Let's start the show officially. Should do that. Was that a gaffe from Will Smith? Was that a gaffe from Joe Biden? Uh, Was that fake? Stay tuned. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, March 28th, the year 2022. New you and 22, Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All
0: right, then, let's begin the show officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go, at Mark.
2: Keep my wife's name out your f***ing mouth! I'm going to, okay?
0: You know, you got to, you know, let's, let's uh, keep things uh, racially balanced next year. Maybe have uh,
1: John Travolta slap the crap out of John Mulaney. I don't know. Uh, Diddy has weighed in <laughs> and says, I can confirm that Will Smith and Chris Rock have settled their feud. So that's good news. So Ukraine's still going, Will Smith and Chris Rock have settled their feud, according to Diddy. Well, that's good, because the U.S. military can no longer fight a uh,
0: fight two wars at once. So it's good we don't have to worry about the one in Hollywood.
1: Speaking of, uh, did you hear this or not? I suppose most of you did, maybe some of you didn't, that uh, Joe Biden went off script during his speech over there in Europe over the weekend and uh, said Putin's got to go, and then the White House immediately walked it back. And the New York Times, actually, uh, a surprising article of maybe that was on purpose, and it's part of the whole keep them guessing thing. So uh, once again, is it fake or it's real? Wow, I
0: just made my what-the-hell face, Uh, since this is a radio show. I had not heard that take yet. You
1: hadn't? Yeah. No. So I don't don't know. So we'll discuss that. Uh, The most interesting thing to me that happened over the weekend is that Zelensky laid out some terms he'd be willing to accept that are a little surprising to me. And uh, Russia backed off. It seems like their goals have taken over the country, so maybe there's some actual movement toward this coming to an end. With a hell of a lot of bloodshed in the meantime, but uh, we can talk about that, too. Excellent. Um, How does mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's good. A little little of that. Ease into the week, you know. Boy, if it's not good, you know, the whole staff's going to slap you in the face. I mean, that's just the way everybody reacts to everything now. Again? It's just... Chris Rock, amazing composure, though. Yeah, he can take a punch. I'll give him that. Or an open-handed slap from a large, strong man even aside from the, uh, the 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 brunt force of the the impact just the something really crazy just happened and he never really lost a step wow will smith just slapped the s out of me this is the most amazing yeah. night in tv history uh, now back to the oscars <laughs> it took him it took him a second or two but uh, yeah <laughs> He was rattled. That's interesting. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on all of those things? And we'll uh, we'll bring you up uh, more details on all the big stories of the day. Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: The essence of the Joe Biden story is that the end of quite a well-written speech Friday in Poland. He said, for God's sakes, we got to get Putin out of power. We'll play you that clip. And uh, most people, I think, believe it was... An ad lib by a senile old man that was probably a terrible tactical mistake. The New York Times suggests perhaps otherwise we will discuss. Yeah, David, the details. Da-
1: David Sanger, who's a serious journalist, thinks it might be strategic ambiguity. Um, well, I, I love hearing an idea that contradicts what I had good and solid in my head. I just so. I just had an interesting conversation with a co-worker. Had a take on the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock lapping that wow. I hadn't heard. Pretty interesting insight. So wow. stay tuned for that. Okay, the slappered
0: round the world, or is the New York Post's uh, cover? The, the New York Post is a national treasure. It's disgusting, <laughs> it's cheap, it's pandering. Uh, when it's not doing great news coverage, I mean, it's it's full of, like, horror and tragedy and boobs and stuff like that. Horror and tragedy and boobs. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's their formula. Uh, but the uh, the cover is... Uh, Will slugging uh, uh, Chris Rock, and the big headline is "Best Smackter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, whoever thought about that? Thought of that? Got oh. high fives in
0: the newsroom. Oh, they had to be sitting around <laughs> just throwing them back and forth till they came up with the perfect one. <laughs> Best <Here's> Smackter. <laughs> Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, sent along by alert listener Deb, quoting Gertrude Stein, and Deb says it's playing out before us in Ukraine. Quote. It is funny that men who are supposed to be scientific cannot get themselves to realize the basic principle of physics, that action and reaction are equal and opposite, and that when you persecute people, you always rouse them to be strong and stronger. Hmm. Interesting. Well said, Gertrude. Here's your mailbag. Nobody names their girl Gertrude anymore. I know it. I know it seems like a ridiculous name. Who would ever name their child Gertrude? It's if you're, very popular. If your coworker
1: came in and said we had a baby girl, we'd named her Gertrude. Uh, everybody said, "Oh, that's 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 interesting." And the moment you left the room,
0: the, uh, the <laughs> Gertrude would begin. Yeah, what are they crazy? They're trying to ruin that child's life. You can email us, mailbag at com. mailbag at com. Maybe you want to pass along a thought or something we ought to be talking about anyway. uh, Robert writes, Joe's prediction, since Joe, that's me, so accurately predicted the beginning of Putin's invasion of Ukraine, perhaps he can give us a prediction of how and when it will end, or would he rather quit while he's ahead, one and done, one hit wonder, if you will. (laughs) Well, clearly, Robert, the very nature of warfare is the answer to your question. One can fairly easily predict when it might break out, but when it ends, as Churchill
1: told us last week, place nobody ever knows. Although Putin's people made some noises over the weekend, making it sound like the whole goal of the war was just to take the Donbass region as opposed to denazification or taking over the country or whatever, making a lot of people think that he's changed his goals. Having been forced to change his goals, sure, clearly face-saving
0: and, uh, and and putting a rationale out there for the Russian people—that is a hopeful development, uh, I think. Uh, how much Ukraine he wants to gobble up, we'll have to see. But uh, moving along, good morning, rights uh, Allison. Listening to your discussion of isolation, lawlessness, rising crime rates, and so forth, and I want to talk more about that later. But I was walking by a shopping cart and mused at the message that stealing this cart is illegal. So now you have to have a message on it. It reminds me of uh, you know the warning labels on a ladder. If you fall off this ladder, you could hurt yourself. Well, if you steal this item, it's stealing. Anyway, then I went to get a taco. There were four open handicap places and other places way far from the door, and I thought of that shopping cart. Well, I parked in the handicap spot because I know there are no consequences to all these stupid laws which nobody enforces. I am a really senior woman. But if I have the gall to park in a handicapped place, imagine what the Hoodlums think they ought to try. Anomie, the feeling of not really caring about each other, of not being plugged into society, the social compact has been suspended.
1: I would never want to take a handicapped spot from somebody who was handicapped, but there are way more handicapped spots than there need to be. Way more. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I went to the hardware store the other day, the big big box hardware store, and there were spaces for pickup, you know, the online pickup thing. There were spaces for the handicap, obviously, a lot of them, which is fine. There were spaces for veterans, and then there were spaces for electric vehicles. Always empty. And I'm like, dudes, you got a space for a guy who needs to buy a saw anywhere? Just tell me where to park.
1: Every store now is that way. Target's that way. Every store I go to is that way. The entire middle in front of the store a couple rows like 20 deep are all places you can't park anymore. <laughs> they're just yeah. they're they're special interest parking. Well right and it's uh, it reminds me of why I just I turned off the Oscars
0: just with uh, I want to spit on my TV which would have been you know counterproductive. Wow. But, that, that gross. Everything <laughs> about identity politics all the time. Oy. Just just have a parking lot, all right? Handicapped is fine. Uh, Jim writes, uh, guys, the Oscars ratings are through the roof since they went with the Maury Povich format. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Springer would have also been acceptable. Thank you for that. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Dr. Brian writes, the Oscars still suck. And by the way, here in Santa Cruz, California, they charge 25 cents if you want to get a cup for your soda. And people want to talk about the Will Smith slap. Yeah, sure enough, here's a sign. Effective March 8th, 2022, in order to comply with City Santa Cruz, there will be a 25-cent fee for any food court purchase requiring a cup. Huh. So what's the alternative? Sticking your face under the the dispenser and just swallowing soda as fast as you can? Is there like a 15-second limit?
1: And where's that money supposedly going? How is that making the world better? So, uh, but... uh, Exactly. Where's the money go? Because the price of the cup's already factored into the price of
0: the drink. Yeah. What the hell is that? Cal Unicornia. Check yourself. Uh, Jack made a reference to doesn't matter how many uh, subsidies there are, he's not going to join, join the bus people <laughs> right. on mass transit. <laughs> Rich uh, writes, Jack, wake up. All the buses are empty. There are no bus people. That's what? why they have tinted windows so no one can see it. Yeah, that's a very good point. With a very few exceptions. I mean, some of your super metropolises have people crammed onto those buses. I've seen it. But, yeah, a lot of like your light rail. Now, that's where you're going to find empty cars just going back and forth all day long. Uh, let's see. Here's a guy who's yelling at us because we're cowards or conservatives or something, all caps. For When are you going to mention Judge Thomas's wife's text? We talked about it for like 15 minutes, you numbskull. You know what? I tell you this. I went through a lot of email today. I don't think I have time to fully explain this. Okay. You people who send the angry, self-righteous emails, you're almost all wrong. And you're crazy. It's like a a tangent to the, uh, if, if you're considering a life in crime, that's proof you're too dumb to pull off a life in crime. If you're considering firing off a raging email, you're too dumb to write us a raging email. So don't.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One of the oldest human impulses, using brute force and disinformation to satisfy a craving for absolute power and control. It's nothing less than a direct challenge the rule-based international order established since the end of World War II, and it threatens to return to decades of war that ravaged Europe before the international rule-based order was put in place, we cannot go back to that. We cannot. Don't even think about moving on one single inch of NATO territory.
1: We have sacred obligation. So that's from Joe Biden's speech in Poland on Saturday, which all of that was uh, very well received by most quarters of politics as a, a really well-written, well-delivered speech and, um, and necessary and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> as, you, as you may know, none of that got uh, much attention, though, because the headline ended up being the, the line he throws in at the very end here.
2: We'll have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light of decency and dignity, and freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Oh. oh.
1: For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Supposedly an ad lib? It seems to be the way most people are taking it. I came across this tweet. Spare a moment to pity the speechwriters and staffers who spent weeks fine-tuning every word in Binding speech only to find that an ad-libbed remark at its end completely dominates what anyone will hear or talk about. And this tweet included a whole bunch of front pages of websites and newspapers around the world that all had that one line as the headline. For God's sakes, this man cannot remain in power. That was the headline in foreign languages all around the world. Doesn't matter what the rest of the speech said. That's what everybody was talking about. The New York Times did have their analysis. Was President Biden's barbed remark about President Vladimir Putin a slip or a veiled threat? Discussing whether or not it was uh, uh, delivered in such a way that they could walk it back, but wanted it out there. I don't have any idea. That seems like uh, Uh a level of three-dimensional chess that I'm not sure is what happened. Well, and, and if so, for whom was that message given? I mean, our
0: strongest, one of our strongest cards is Russian dissatisfaction with Vladimir Putin, the Russian people being tired of his act, having anger over the fact that their sons were fed into the meat grinder, thinking Putin, uh, how many Russians have I said, this is not our war, this is Putin's war. And then, uh, you know, the, the mainstream analysis, which I happen to think is correct, is that, all right, Biden just made it. The, the, the U.S. is trying to tell the Russians who their president ought to be.
1: Yeah, that's the uh, that's the disappointing part. Um, if it was meant to set and send a message to Putin that we're you know here to get you, well then what's the whole? We can't send them planes. We can't do this. We can't do that because we don't want to start World War Three. We don't want to give him the a PR advantage of being able to say he's at war with the United States. Didn't you just, I shouldn't say blow that hole up. That's the wrong expression to use. Uh, Didn't you just uh, ruin that whole thing by, by stating that we're wanting to overthrow you? Now, immediately after Biden said, for God's sakes, this man can't remain in power. Immediately, the White House put out a statement. The State Department did, I guess. The president's point was Putin cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region. He was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change. I don't think anybody's buying that either That's way. That's a walk back.
0: I guess Biden's been a gaff machine for 50 years, and he's way, way off his game. So, you know. He went too far. He got swept up in it, like I, like you said. It, it was a shame because it really was a good, solid uh, speech in terms of rallying NATO, making it absolutely uh, clear, not clear, not queer, clear that Article Five is sacred, et cetera. It was, it was solid.
1: Yeah. Huh. Um. It, well, if it was, if it was just him getting caught up in the moment and being, you know, his glib, he loves to talk senator self and going off script. That's that's a little troubling, uh, obviously. I mean, he did this a couple of times over the weekend. This was the one that got the most attention. But he had earlier that day, I think it was, or the day before, when he was talking to our troops. And he said, you're going to see this when you get there. You're going to see women, young people standing in the middle, standing in front of a damn tank saying, I'm not leaving. You'll see it when you get there. And the White House, of course, immediately asked, so are we sending troops or did you misspeak or what do you mean? What did you mean when you were saying to our troops, you'll see this when you get there? That seems pretty unequivocal to me. And they said, no, there are absolutely, absolutely no plans to send troops. We will not be sending troops. Well, then okay. why did he say that? Well, I don't that, think we are sending troops. I don't think he's planning to send troops. Right. I don't think it was a slip like his secret true plans leaked out. He just, He's just loose with his talk.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, extremely loose. Loose by Joe Biden's standards, loose. But, you know, that point's been made a hundred times. It's, he's he is a very old man who whose cognitive abilities are rapidly declining. You, you know Not what the a joke. most the most critical thing that ought to be happening in America right now, a huge bipartisan pressure campaign, right left center, independents, anarchists, marxists, black lives matter and and racist organizations, everybody ought to be getting together on pressuring Kamala Harris to resign. <laughs> So that Biden can appoint somebody with a couple of brain cells to love, live to to rub together, rather uh, to take the VP job, so he can bow out when his cognitive abilities are finally at the point that there's no covering it up anymore.
1: Breaking news: Will Smith was dancing to get jiggy with it at the after Oscar par- party. We will have full team coverage of the Will Smith Chris Rock slap later in the program. So stay tuned. Um, back to Ukraine. So if you're a soldier and you're sitting there, and the president came and had pizza with him and all that sort of stuff, and that looked cool, and I, I like that, the uh, commander-in-chief, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I liked all that. But if he says to you there in Poland, you're going to see when you get there, I would have thought, when I get there, what? Yeah, no kidding. How would you have uh, taken and he that? he repeated it. Yeah, how would you have taken that any way other than, so we're going to Ukraine, or it's news right. to me? I, well, I just... that's And that's not like some sort of... You know, an uh,
0: innocent but odd uh, grandpa's stumbling a little bit. That is stating something, the opposite of an incredibly important policy that's been enunciated over and over and over again.
1: I was going to hold off on this, but uh, let me get to it now because it's so extraordinary. NBC out with a poll yesterday. They talked about this on Meet the Press, and I was just shocked on the how few people are confident in Joe Biden's ability to handle this whole war in Ukraine. Let me find the exact number because I don't want to understate it or overstate it. It's absolutely amazing. Um, 71% of Americans said they have just some or very little confidence in Biden handling the war in Ukraine. 71%, just some or very little. That's wow. an incredible number out of the commander in chief. That wouldn't have been true with Trump. You'd have had at least the, the you know, the hardcore 45 percent that were always on Trump's side in mm-hmm. a few more. Wouldn't have been true with Obama. Wouldn't have been true. with. I don't know if it had been true with any president in our nation's history that damn near three quarters of Americans had said, I don't think he can handle this. Wow. You know, to get back to my Kamala Harris point, which sounded like
0: uh, fun and jovial right wingy talk radio, I'm dead serious. I think, and, and I hope Putin's throttling back. I hope he's been chastened and, and, and the Ukraine thing will wind down at some point soon. But obviously the, the ground is very shaky right now, historically speaking. And, The idea that we have a senile president and an utterly incompetent, half-wit vice president is terrifying. And, And the math is this. Joe Biden will not serve out his term. There is no way. He's going to
1: stay sh- sharp enough to serve out his term. He has what two and a half more years to go. Oh, he's more got to. They're not going to turn to who would make that decision. They're not going to turn to Kamala Harris, especially if all these uh, you know crisis situations are. St- still but see, going that's on. my point. Joe Biden is not going to leave office
0: because it seems like maybe a good idea. He's going to leave office because he absolutely has to. And barring some sort of breakthrough in Jerry, uh, geri- what is it, geriatric care? I, I, and I'm serious here. He doesn't have much more than maybe a year left in him cognitively. And then you have Kamala Harris, which would be a historic disaster. They've got to
1: find some way to force her out. Uh, Biden's approval rating in the NBC poll, which I'm less interested in, was at the lowest it's ever been in NBC's poll at 40%. Uh, um, so that was a low for the NBC poll. But the the specific question, since we always uh, want to point that out, how much confidence do you have in Joe Biden's ability to respond to the war in Russia and Ukraine and manage the crisis? That's the exact question. Mm-hmm. And um, a combined 71%. So you have 27% that said just some. 44% very little. Uh, okay, So even if you're going to go with the 44%, that's all Republican Trump voters. Fine. Then you got 27% just some for a total of 71%. That is, that is incredible.
0: So uh, help me with the math. What is
1: the number that say, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident or something uh, like that? I've got that right here. A great deal, 12%, quite <sighs> a bit, 16. Wow. Cool. I said, you're kidding me. Uh, well, uh, a little over a quarter of Americans have some level of confidence. Yipes. But 71%, just some or very little. Again, I don't, I don't think there's been a president. When would that have been true of any president? Were you to had damn near three quarters? I, that's that's
0: astounding. She's I don't know LBG LBJ at the end of his term dealing with Vietnam specifically I don't, I don't about
1: know. a war that was falling apart. Maybe yeah, but that had more to do with the war with him. I, I don't than him being an incompetent. I don't know. That's that's a heck of a thing though. That is that that deserves more attention than it's getting. Well, I tell you what, and I, I, this is this is for America's
0: sake. We need a deep fake video of Kamala accepting a suitcase full of cash from the
1: Saudis or uh, squeezing off a couple of shots at, uh, at, I don't know, something, somebody. Makes fun of Will Smith's wife. Something that's just what America <laughs> won't stand for. <laughs> exactly. Something completely unacceptable. Oh, man. I, I worry. I fear for the, uh, the Republic. Yeah. There's a freaking war going on. That's right, Senator. I said it should get more attention. They did lead with it on Meet the Press, so they thought it was a pretty big deal. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. So, what are they calling it? Slapgate?
0: Uh, no. no, that's too easy. Uh,
1: the best, uh, best smacker from the New York Post. My favorite <laughs> description so far. So we got to get into more details on that with an interesting angle. I just heard from a coworker. Hadn't considered it. Mm. I feel like Will Smith's been a little off the rails for quite a few years now. Him and his wife, just uh, they—they're living on the edge of a uh, Crazyville. Have been for a while. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would
0: agree. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter had great coverage of the SmackDown and uh, the story around it, and, and including, you know, uh, Will Smith quoted Denzel Washington when he when he got up to accept his award and kind of apologized for beating another man down
1: on stage. <laughs> At an awards show. Yeah, it's a, a quote about the devil. We'll play that for you. You're it. wearing a tuxedo and just beating
0: right. on other people. So. Excuse me, honey. I'll be right back. I'm going to beat down the, uh, the comedian. <laughs> the up there, Then I'll come right back to the seat. <laughs> Keep a seat warm for me, sweetie. Uh, stay
1: tuned. Armstrong and Getty
2: show. What? 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 Uh. So many amazing filmmakers. I mean, Aaron Sorkin, a genius, truly, right? I mean, the, the innovation to make a movie about Lucille Ball without even a moment that's funny, I. It's like making a biopic about Michael Jordan and just showing the bus trips between games
1: pretty funny joke but when did when did the, is this because uh what's the other award show that i don't watch uh golden globes it's so <laughs> there snarky are so many it's <laughs> so snarky and mean that they've decided it's a roast because it didn't it used to be a roast like that it was more of a, a hailing all the greatness and wonder and beauty and genius of all these people now it's like a you get up there and make fun of people's movies and wives i guess anyway well, there've always been jokes i mean there have always been jokes, but A Little jabs. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. I don't know. Um, anywho, Chris Rock getting slapped <laughs> by Will <laughs> there Smith. There didn't used to be ass-kickings. <laughs> Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith. We'll cover that in full, kicking off Hour 2 of the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Yes, indeed. And won't that be exciting? So I thought this was so interesting. You realize virtually all of media in Russia is state-controlled, right? All the news media is. They've shut down all the independent media. And, and, and mostly people are sticking to the script, but not entirely. We saw that protest by that uh, producer, Gal, and, and a couple of others who've quit in protest of, of the slaughter of Ukraine. Um, but I found this really interesting. Uh, before the invasion, they have talking head shows and panels and cable news and stuff, too. And uh, before the invasion, military experts were all predicting a rapid takeover of Ukraine. Matter of minutes. And now that reality is starting to, to, uh, to set in, they've had to pivot somewhat. State TV's talking heads have tried in vain to paint a rosy picture of the Kremlin's invasion, but the cracks are starting to show. On Thursday, with screens depicting dramatic images of demolished Mariupol flashing behind them, hosts of the state television show 60 Minutes, no relation, um, tried to point out some of the positives. They noted that Russia has promised to pay compensation to Ukrainians from the affected territories ten thousand rubles each, which is about a hundred bucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for
0: that. Wow. Wow, that's right. Wow. To make matters worse, Ukrainians forcibly deported to Russia because that's going on, including children, might end up in places like the Russian island of Sakhalin in the Pacific with freezing cold temperatures and stark landscapes. After discussing news reports about ongoing relocations, one of the hosts, Evgeny Popov, helpfully pointed out, but in Sakhalin, the salaries are the highest in the country. Mm. Right, because it's a barren hellhole. But it gets more interesting. The chorus of concerned voices in Russia's state media blamed their country's information war failures on the fact that the Kremlin's propaganda channels have been banished in Ukraine. Otherwise, the stupid Ukrainians would give up. State pundit Nikolai Starikov proposed, quote, when we talk about the organizers of the infowar, I'm convinced that their place is on the same bench where Nazi criminals will be tried. The hosts, who for years agitated for war against Ukraine under false pretenses, nervously looked on without commenting. State Duma Deputy General Vladimir Shamanov, who's the former commander of the Russian Airborne Troops, accused Vladimir Zelensky of being a war criminal for not surrendering to Russia. He argued he has the right to say stop this war. Lay down the arms and save all the people. There you go. This bizarre upside-down narrative is meant to hide the fact that Vladimir Putin, etc., is solely responsible. But then you had this um, political analyst Vitaly Tretyakov, who said the situation is serious. We have to admit there was no psychological breakthrough in our operation where the opposing side would lose their will to resist. The Ukrainian, the resistance from the Ukrainian side is neither stopping nor weakening. He pointed out that despite Russian attempts to depict Zelensky as a drug addict, he's being perceived as a hero all over the West. He also questioned the wisdom of, quote-unquote, liberating Ukrainians who don't want to be liberated and vehemently hated seeing Russian troops on their territory. And then finally, he noted the unwavering determination of Western leaders to squeeze Russia. So the hosts went nuts. They sniped, so you sprinkled ashes all over your head. But what do we do now? What's our plan? Everything is bad. Nothing is working out. Mm Hmm. And uh, she angrily questioned whether Tretyakov had anything to offer aside from criticism. Uh, after pointing out that societies tend to get tired of any military campaigns rather quickly, she said back, "If you're tired, that doesn't mean that everyone else is tired." Visibly angered, she repeatedly shouted at Tretyakov, questioning his support for the Russian military and telling the pundit that his commentary has the smell of something untoward. Interesting. That's pretty. And gutsy. This is all. Yeah, this is all on the air, too. But uh, he said, look, it's not going great. They don't want to be liberated. The West isn't buying any of what we're saying. And they essentially said, you're a bad Russian. You don't support the military.
1: My favorite thing out of Russia over the weekend was the speech that Putin gave in which he basically said, I stand with J.K. Rowling. And he talked about how the world canceled the writer of the Harry Potter books because she wasn't politically correct. And now they're trying to cancel Russia. Trying to yeah. tie those together as a topic, yeah, which is just
0: hilarious. Oh, and then one final point. Uh, some commentators, obviously trying to get the uh, viewers used to the idea, said, hey, it's obvious the process of denazification of Ukraine will take a minimum of 15 to 20 years. Whoa! Which would require the entire Russian military for 20 years.
1: Uh, the uh, slapping at the Oscars, among other things, an hour two. If you miss an hour of the show, you can grab it in the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com.